0: Hello. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. If you're new, welcome. It's nice to see you <laughs> and meet you and kiss you and sm- smooch you yeah. <laughs> shake your well, hands. Welcome to our world. <laughs> Honestly, it's ma- nice to meet you inside with no masks on. <laughs> we, we
1: were on a podcast recently. It was so cute. What was her sign off? It was like, oh my gosh, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, chow, yes. chow. Bye bye. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> kiss, kiss, hug, hug, chow, chow. Bye bye. And I was like, ooh, I want to be free like that at I the know. end of our podcast and be like, be like,
2: blah.
0: blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I was just everyone. getting a good old-fashioned bachelor Dirty. update. Dirty scroll. We were doing a good old-fashioned. You know, I've never... I've seen one full show. It was the one... I don't even freaking know which one it was. What are we in? Season we are, 85? Uh, who knows? Yeah, season 85. But I just got a good old update. So Bachelor Nation,
1: I mean, wow, what a ride. What a ride. What a ride. I'm watching. So I've never watched the season, but I'm watching the season. My trainer, humble Bragg, is on the bachelor mm-hmm. and I'm watching because I just want to watch him. Totally. I'm like, I'm so interested in, cause I saw him post them filming and I'm like, just very interested in mm-hmm. connecting the dots. And, uh, it's been a fucking roller coaster for you all out there. I mean, Bachelor I Nation is like no joke and I actually don't... 2020 is crazy enough.
0: <laughs> Can The Bachelor just chill? Can we have a regular Bachelor season?
1: Dude. Claire and Dale.
0: I can't go on another ride. It was emotional. Dale is fine. It's insane. I don't even care about anything. Dale is fine. I would stop the show too. And so Kai... Kind- oh, is- well, this
1: is. this is the thing that I... Res- no, don't talk about his personality. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Claire. This is the thing about I respect about Claire. She fucking knew, and she's I'm like, down. "Hold production. I know." And this is it. the The host had to be like, "Hey, we see that you're literally not talking to any other guy. Like, this is not interesting to anyone." <laughs> I love
0: that.
1: I love that. And she's just they're like, like oh my they're God. like let's get her drunker. Yeah, they're like get her drunker. She's like, what do I do? I'm like, girl, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Just go. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm surprised they like let her off. I feel like that's like, those shows are like prisons and they manipulate you.
1: But it's it creates... She's <laughs> some... like, it's shocked every time. <laughs> it literally creates something that's never been seen before That's Yeah, 100%. Learned. Every year's crazier <laughs> than the next.
0: Dude. I remember one time when I was in Patagonia, there was this guy from The Bachelor that was in Patagonia with us. And he was like... Skiesing around with like people on on this like fucking like soul searching trip. So, He's like this is bachelor Patagonia. He literally he was like, "Can I kiss you?" I was like, "No." Oh man. He's like, "Isn't it fun to make out?" I'm like,
1: "No." Nothing is more awkward on the Bachelor because people one there's cameras. Okay, I can't even imagine being intimate with someone and having a camera in my face. I know, but these one on one moments between the Bachelorette and and one of these guys, you just see like you they turn into fucking. Jello, they li- they don't know what to do, and it's very sweet. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, get it together. Like this is your one, some of these oh, the guys, guys get do? one and only chance to truly oh, make an impression. They the get girl.
0: so nervous, dude. It's so funny because it's like, yeah, the Bachelorettes are amazing, but like, there's a lot of amazing people in the world. Totally, it's totally like the setup it's, of the environment.
1: It's the oddest, yes. And, but what I like watching, I like the Bachelorette, or what I'm liking about it is that the guy energy. They're all, they're basically fucking friends. I'm down. And they're just like, hey, yeah, we're here for this girl. And we like really love her. They're talking to each other. They're like, I love her. And they're like, I know I love her too. And they're just chill. Girls would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, honestly, that's cool. (laughs) What did he say to you? And guys are like, whatever.
0: 100%. Which is nice.
1: Yeah, that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, Yeah, if
0: I was, that's why they have to flip flop seasons. Because it's like would be so much with like just the girls. So much. Because the girls are like, I came in with a strategy. (laughs) My strategy is befriend all the girls, get all the information, and then I'm (laughs) going to know what he likes based on what they said. You know, it's like so freaking exhausting. And they're like, I'm a marketing assistant and I'm from
1: Denver and I'm here for love. You know what I realized too? no offense, anyone out there. The Bachelor and Bachelorette is like kind of like a a very basic template for a show. So Big most facts. likely, we're gonna have like a game played where guys are in speedos. Big facts, and that's happened like more than one time in this season. And I'm like, damn, I kind of feel bad of it. They all have yeah. rock and bods. Doesn't matter, whatever. But it's like, oh, think about if that was yeah. reversed. I think they do bikini stuff. Because there's always like slow-mo shots. It's always like... Yeah, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a cheap... Yeah. It's a cheap thing to do. Yeah. But it's Bachelor, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's just funny. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: I hope they feel comfortable.
0: I know. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That would be... I mean, imagine how much time you'd have to fucking prepare.
1: Ben did say it's real. Really? He said it's incredibly real. He's... And he he told me that like it's been really hard for him in general leading up to this to open up to like fall in love to like be in a relationship, and he's like, I fell in love, hundred percent. He's like it was it was real. He's like it's weird because we're in these like fuck you know these scenarios where it just feels kind of like totally staged. He's like, but how I felt was real. I was like,
0: wow. Huh. What if they just like all like turn into like a beehive and she just like has a hundred mates. Cool. And
1: she's just like, hey guys, we're done filming. Every one of you staying. <laughs> she's kind of at that point right now. It's very early on. She's loving everybody. Okay. She's really loving everybody. It's very sweet. Okay. <laughs> she's gorgeous, Taisha. She used to work at SoulCycle. No way. She's an instructor. She was uh, she worked as a staff. Okay. In Newport. I hope that's public knowledge.
2: what
0: was her old address? Dude, what was that? Someone was yeah someone was talking about a soul cycle staff member on an oh, interview yeah. we did and she's like you know that person the help I'm like what <laughs> the staff yeah yeah you said you're like the staff and she's like yeah yeah the staff
1: and we're like uh, yeah it's the staff not the help <laughs> <laughs> holy moly all right that's our recap thanks that's for our, joining yeah thanks for joining bachelor Can you Nation. if Sign we off. if we turned our podcast into a bachelor podcast we'd probably have more downloads we'd pop
0: We'd pop. I know. I think it's time. Uh. What do you guys think? We should do, we should do conscious bachelor talk. <laughs> we'll be like, I noticed this pattern that she's continues to do
1: where she's like not having high worth. Like, that's literally the lens through which I watched The Bachelor though. Totally. I'm like overanalyzing everyone and yeah. assuming that this is the type of, you know, childhood they had or something. All right. I mean, that's what
0: we do with any man. That's true.
1: That is so dang true. I'm excited about this one with oh, our dearest Jenna Zoe. So fun. It was an it was nice, you know, you all know Jenna Zoe, she's been on the podcast now 3 times. She is your go-to human design expert. And it was really nice to like have some really deep conversations. Yes, we talked about human design, but just about like spirituality and like life and all the things I was—it was like a really nice moment. Yeah, it was just like girl time. Like you guys probably listened to the
0: episode with Lacey. and just because we're so good friends with them, we mm-hmm. kind of go around that. We also answer some of your questions that you guys sent in through our DMs on yes. Almost Thirty Podcast Instagram. So we ask, you know, if you guys want to ask any questions, sometimes for certain guests. And the questions that we answered from you were about her background and evolution. So, so many people are wanting to get into human design, wanting to be readers. And so it's really inspiring to hear about her career path and how she got to this place where she has her human design business and she has really exciting things coming down the pipeline. We talked about the 2027 shift that's happening. So if you are into human design, you guys know about a certain period of change happening in 2027. And there's like a huge shift. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about that. We also talked about, a lot about deconditioning. We talked about what it's like being in the spiritual community, being who you are, finding your purpose, and awesome things. <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking at my notes. It's like... Uh, he, my notes are like gifts, easily, vessel. Dude, like you
1: guys have help. to see Chris's notes. They're amazing.
0: You can, you cannot decrypt. I said, stuff they love to do, Circle. I was looking at my notes for Ramit. You guys know oh. Ramit? Sadie, who's um, a friend. And it says, I did a live with him. You guys can watch an Almost 30 podcast. He's an expert in finance. And I said, Ramit, gold, investing, (laughs) corona number, housing new, earnable, free. Those are my notes. Damn. 5% asset allocation, negotiate mystery. (laughs) (laughs) I said, ethically investing. Idea. I just like I was like Ramit Gold, and my first question for Ramit, I was like, "Hey, so what about gold?" He's like, "Gold's fucking stupid." <laughs> like he's like, "I love Ramit." He basically shut it down. He's like, "If you're investing in gold, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> I was like, cross off next thing on my to do list: do not invest in gold right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's in LA now. I can't wait to see him. I know. Got to stalk him. Okay, All right, back to Jenna. All right, y'all. So you can follow Jenna at my dot design, and this is basically a resource for everything human design. She features other readers and anyone who's just getting into human design. This is kind of like you can find a post for projectors for manifesting generators on different aspects of your experience. And I visit it every day. Yeah. And you can go to Jenna Zoe for her personal Instagram. She shares more of
0: like spirituality focused posts and then also human design. And if you're interested in learning more about human design in general, you can also listen to the two episodes we've done with Jenna Zoe. So we did an episode... I think three years ago, where we were basically introducing human design to our audience and Jenna was just really getting started. So we really dig into that episode. It's sort of like a one-on-one experience of human design. And then our second episode with Jenna Zoe, we go deeper into human design. And this one, we talk a lot about human design, but we also talk more about her story and experience. So you have three episodes to listen to. And then we also have a workshop in our shop. So we have a full two and a half hour deep dive into purpose and human design in our work in our shop page. So go to shopalmost30.com and there is a full two and a half hour workshop with Jenna Zoe, which is basically like a transmission. So if you're really interested in learning more, you can also go there.
1: Yes. And you can get other workshops in our shop, shopalmost30.com. We have anything and everything to support you in your evolution. So especially as you're like heading into the holidays, maybe you have some time off and you're finally getting some space uh, to do some work for yourself. Um, This is really just like a support system for you and any podcasters out there. Maybe you have a New Year's goal resolution to start your podcast. Finally, we have resources for you at yourpodcastpro.com courses, downloadables, workbooks there to support you.
0: We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Almost 30. You can always share with a friend that might be interested in this topic. That's how we've grown. That's how we support our friends is by sharing podcast episodes that we do.
2: (laughs) Support your friends. Support your friends. We're here for you. All in all, what I want to say is... All I want
0: to say is do something for me. (laughs) Pay me back. Pay me back for this
1: time. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. We'll We'll see see you on the other side. 3 pod, A30 pod for 10% off. When I left
2: school, I don't know, I always forget you guys call it college uh-huh. and school. I forget <laughs> which one's <it> which. College. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> yeah, we call it college is university. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. So I didn't go to college. So I left when I was 18 and I wanted to be a journalist at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go work in a newspaper. And then after that, I just was like, I'm going to do work experience one thing after the other, just try on all these different things. And then I just completely burnt out on them because I was like, none of these things are working. And so I went to my dad one day and I was like crying. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, what am I going to do? What am I, you know? And he was like, forget about what it is you think you want to do. Think about people that you want to be more like. And immediately I was like, tomorrow, Mellon. Because especially at the time, she was such a big deal. Like To start basically the only British luxury brand that was less than 10 years old, like to go high that quick and be such a big name, Jimmy Choo at the time, it was just you know a huge thing and he was like oh well i actually think i can help you there because i can get you um someone that i know knows her blah 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 if you want to interview to do a an internship there you can so i went to the interview and she was like great okay you can just like shadow my assistant for you know 3 months or whatever see you in 6 weeks and as we're leaving the office she was um saying something to her assistant and she was like oh we don't have that much help she turned to me and she was like actually do you want to stay the rest of the day and Help us with this. And I was like, great. And that was it. I ended up staying there. and I worked for her for almost five years. No way. Wow. Yeah. What did you learn? Oh my gosh. Okay. She is the only person I've ever come across who never raised her voice, never got aggressive, even though she's a woman and she's in that kind of level of position dealing with investors, dealing with all the design teams, like so many different things. She was just so calm. Like I learned so much from her because she just Mm. navigated things so elegantly and never felt the pressure to get aggressive or masculine or do you know what I mean about anything? Like I never saw her raise her voice once and yet like everything got done and everything was perfect. So I just remember thinking like she just, I mean, even to this day, I think about all the time Mm. because she was, just so like natural at everything and she trusted she never freaked out and everything and she went through a lot of shit like her life story is crazy like she has a book about it as well um that details all you know like the madness of her of her history but she just was so she had this like faith that everything was always going to be okay and I remember being 20 when I first started working for her being like wow like how does this woman do it and I need to it's so unseen. Like I'd never seen that before and still probably to this day haven't seen anything like it after that either. So it was just like the best training ever for... Wow. Running your own business as a woman. Wow. Yeah. And she was like... And how many assistants were there? You and... So she had two. She had like an executive one and a personal one, but okay. there was so much like crossover and I was technically our personal one. Mm-hmm. But it was just like every single day was a different thing. Like one day was on the ad campaign the next day was like you know sorting out stuff with the daughter it was very like it was devil was prada and Mm -hmm. the movie came out at the time that i was doing it so i felt (laughs) like the movie was about me but the negative version of of that story
1: it's like what i'm just so curious and I'm, i'm sure you're you bring this into what you do now but like in those moments where you would normally see someone freak the fuck out like how would she be like, would it be just like she would create space between her and the situation? Like, what does that look like? She, you know, she,
2: um, I think she was, always... I mean, she'd always be like, oh, it's such a, you know, she'd swear behind closed <laughs> doors or whatever. And she'd be like, oh, there's such a, you know, this guy's such an asshole or whatever. But then she just, I don't know, I think maybe just because she believed in herself so much or she believed in her mm-hmm. ability. She was very spiritual and she was always reading like psychology books on the side and stuff. And so I always feel like she was always like, I can get through anything. And there was a point in time where her mom was suing her for her shares in Jimmy Choo because her father died. Like there was so much. Wow. This was just like one of the things. But I remember her being like, if you can get over that, like your discord with your own mother, with your own family, then mm. like nothing else is really gonna. So I think it was probably a bit of like a relativity thing for her. Yes. Like, the daily stuff probably doesn't wear on you as much if you've probably been through something mm-hmm. quite um, challenging before. Mm. Wow. And then after that was the was your business, right? Yeah. Okay. So I left her when I was like 24 and I really struggled with that because I just loved her so much and I felt like I could have done it forever. But then I was like, they're never going to promote me to her. So I have to think about this a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's like so much fun, like where do I want to go with this? And if I stay at Jimmy Choo for too long, they're going to move me to the design department or the HR department or the whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's just not where I want to mm-hmm. go. So I was like, I need to figure out a business plan that's going to make me be more like her, like that's going to give me where I can be the tomorrow. So I started a like a healthy sweets business, Um, and I did that for five, six years until until I do this now. Wow, were yeah. you ever? What did that feel like? Your calling was that? No, no, but I at the time I thought it was my calling because in the different level of understanding that I was in, I thought that you have to actually like push and force and hustle. Mm -hmm. And I was validating myself so much on the fact that I was working so hard and working these crazy hours and doing everything myself and all that kind of stuff. So I, at the time, it really seemed like it was my calling. And that was like one of the things I think really trips me up is when I look back, I'm like, it's not always easy to see how how displeasing something is to you unless, until you see it. From afterwards. And then you're like, what the hell was I doing to myself? What
1: was the moment that you're like, okay, no more?
2: You know, I was lucky that I didn't have... I was so disconnected from my feelings that I think there was probably a lot of times when I wasn't enjoying Mm -hmm. it. But I still told myself that this was what life was. And this is what enjoying your life is. And obviously, at the time, it wasn't just work. It was like my relationship, my just life situation, how I felt in myself, all that kind of stuff. But Dara, who is who you guys know, Dara Dubonnet, um, she's an intuitive and I did her human design one day. Just it was like a side passion. And she was like, you need to start doing this for people. Just like, and I was like, there's no way I'm never gonna like, that's just not a business. I just don't want to be one of those people, you know, just like a flu flu. I had so much judgment over this this line of work before I got into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't want to be like Mystic Meg. You know, do you guys know who that <laughs> no, is? Like, is, that, is, that, is that British? That UK thing? Yeah. She's like, um, yeah. when there was a lottery on Saturday nights, um, she'd like wear like a, one of those black wigs and call the fortune of the person that was... She's like a fortune teller. That one? <laughs> yeah. Like there's something no for the way. winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: love that. <laughs> well, that was my only she's reference. She's like, you will burn this all and you will be broke. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have an abundance mindset <laughs> and you will burn through this money very quickly.
2: <laughs> Which is what always happens. Yeah. But that was my frame of reference of totally. what this
0: was. <laughs> Mine was. Do you remember Miss Cleo? Of course. No. Miss Cleo was like a US thing and it was like this line where you would call Miss Cleo and I think you'd get connected to psychics or something, but we would just like prank it. Mm-hmm. Really? Like Miss Cleo. Yeah, oh totally. My gosh, that's so I And that was my first experience with psychics. John
1: Edwards. Oh, yeah. I don't no. know. John Edwards, no. he had a TV show, almost like a an Oprah thing, but he would like read people from the audience. That was my like intro. I was like, oh my God. Wow.
2: That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. But maybe it gives us an understanding for people who have judgment. Well, it gives me an understanding of people who have judgment over this industry because I've been one of those people. Like I did not believe in even God. Like I was like super scientific. When you die, that's it. Like... You know, all this stuff, like, I was not a fluff person. I was, like, diehard, like, into the science and the only what you can measure and stuff. So I was like, I don't want to be, like, you know. That's what I thought. I totally. I it was like a Mystic Meg and You know, you have to, like, scrape by every week and... Yes. That whole thing. So what changed? Well, I decided to do a reading for Dara's friend on the side. I charged $80. And then her friend told other people and then the friend told the friend and then I was like, hold on a second, I'm making more money on my side business than I am in my real business. Had and that it's taking too. a lot less effort. Did mm-hmm. you? That same exact thing. Mm-hmm. With
0: this? Mm-hmm. We were like, I was at my full-time job and I lied and was like, I have a dentist appointment or something. It was on a Friday and we had this speaking opportunity. And so an hour, we like took a black car there that picked us up. We were like, it was with, um, it was at Propel and we were interviewing Pia Baron-Chini on stage. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving and I was like, I just made, we just made in that hour more than I did in my two weeks. (gasps) And I loved it. Like I was like, oh wow, okay. Now I fully understand that was like an expanding moment for me to be like, oh, you actually can make more money doing what you love.
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But isn't that so interesting that we learned by like testing it out? Because I think there's almost this like perception in some of the wellness um, information that's coming out where it's like, you have to know it before you do it. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, you have to like sit it and meditate it on your couch and stuff. And of course, like that inside stuff is good. But I also think like, you have to like almost see what your energetic ROI is, like your return mm-hmm. on investment. Is. like You put a little bit of energy into this and like see what comes back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And then put it
1: into that and see what happens mm-hmm. there. And like, that's the way that you can measure if... A hundred percent. And how much energy it gives you too. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of like the... When you when your energy raises and you do something that you love, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. and you have so much more energy to pour into everything else, even your relationships, yeah. like everything. It's pretty. Yeah.
2: It's and so I was well, lucky
1: that that happened to me. Cause then I was like, Oh, okay. Well, maybe I don't have to
2: wake up at six AM and go to my commercial kitchen and deliver everything myself in boxes. And you know, it was just like <laughs> not you, my thing. <laughs> did you just let it like die? <laughs> yeah. Really? There's yeah. Like
1: moldy lemons
2: and the yeah. Yeah. sad. N- no. Really? Yeah. Not at all. Oh, I love that. The only the part that really got me, the part that was like the real like, you have to see the light. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. I started my business when was it like two thousand and eight, and in like two thousand and ten, eleven, there was a real explosion in the UK of like a lot of young girls with the healthy brands and the this and the that. And I remember watching all of them like zoom past me. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I remember. Was one
0: person that you were like, oh, that's my like...
2: Yeah. Yes. And I knew all of them. They're lovely, totally. girl, deliciously Ella, yeah. and Honestly Healthy and mm-hmm. Livia's and all these people. And they're obviously in their magic lane. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing mm-hmm. what they're supposed to be doing because they literally like ascended so quick. And I was like, hold on a second. Is there something wrong with me? Because I'm not getting that, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. yes.
0: And I think that's what a lot of people do. So for people that are listening that are like, how can I find
2: that? What do you normally say? Well, I think everybody knows the stuff that they love to do. But the thing that blocks us from even entertaining it as a business is that we say, Oh, but you don't make money from that. Or you even you write it off before you've even had the full thought in your brain. You're like, you know, Oh, but there's already so many people doing it. Or there's no way that I could also have a four bedroom house if I was doing that. Or there's also, you know, this person wouldn't want to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like we have so many assumptions about how something is going to pan out because of based off of what already that looks like. But what if... No, but it is true that you are going to do it in such a different way. And so I think like, what is the thing that you secretly would wish could like lead to all of your dreams, Mm -hmm. even if you don't think it is going to or you don't see how it's going to? that's usually the thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if I'd said no to that first human design reading because I didn't just want to be a mystic meg, then I wouldn't have... It wouldn't have led me to where my business is now, which is so different to how it started. Mm -hmm. But you have to like evolve with it. And I think so much of the time, maybe it's like our culture a little bit of entitlement or of needing answers and feeling like we have to know everything before we start. Mm -hmm. It's like,
1: no, we just have to get okay with not knowing. And I think there's so much... um, fear and like the judgment of like because I think I'm okay if I think about there's no eyes on me or no one's gonna know about it I'm okay starting something that I don't know anything about or I'm not an expert in. I'm like oh mm-hmm. this would be fun but the second I think about well what will other people think of it or mm-hmm. how will they receive it that's kind of when I would get fucked up so from that like the ease with which something comes to people should they be following that or is it just simply something that lights them up, even if there's space to learn the thing and become an expert. Mm. I actually really quickly, do you guys actually think that people know
0: what they love? I actually don't think people know any... Like, I think if you asked 10 people on the street and you're like, what do you love to do? I don't think all of them would say they know.
2: Yeah. You're probably
0: right. Like, I think most people would not be able to come up with an answer of stuff they love to do.
1: I think... If we ask it like that, no. But I think there's like ways to kind of break it down. Because mm. I think a lot of people think, well, what am I supposed to say in this mm-hmm. moment?
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, but I know formed on But
1: that's the whole... Okay, but yes. we're stopped there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're stopped there. If they're already
0: thinking about the answer having mm-hmm. to be fully formed, then mm-hmm. they're obviously thinking about the dream having to be fully formed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I think that people don't even give themselves a chance to like outside of consumption of media, work, yeah. whatever it is, to figure out anything
2: that they actually love to do. Yeah, so true. It's so true. Well, there's a couple of things there. So the first one is, I think, there's like micro things that people have to do but again because it's not this like grand dream of like I hold space for women to be in the highest power like that's not the
1: answer the answer is like I've never heard of that one before I, I, know. Mean, I don't know can I sign yep. up yeah
0: <laughs> <But> how much <laughs> is it <laughs> 14 figs 14 figs for space holding yeah. <laughs> Justin <laughs> literally is like the other day he's like what is
2: holding space? <laughs> I know. What? What's the container? Yeah, I know. Honestly. I know. My, my other half is exactly the same. It's like, I, you've lost me at all these words. I like <laughs> I just, what does that mean? You know what I mean? But like, you know, for example, like this beautiful neon sign you have on your wall, like maybe someone is like really interested in the signs or someone is super into into interior design or someone is really into whatever like, but they're also into electricity or they're also into something else. They're like, oh, well, There there has to be this one big consuming passion. Like I have to be like Mozart where like music was my thing. Whereas actually like maybe you're going to bring some kind of electrical innovation into interior design and you have to kind of like embrace both. So I think breaking it into micro really helps people. Yes. And the second one is I think this is where you bring in, you can bring in human design, but like even with social media or things you watch or whatever, like I think that jealousy is a really good one because like where are you jealous of people? It's Mm. usually a sign of like, that's kind of what you'd wish you'd be, you'd like to be Mm -hmm. doing or similar. So I like to kind of maybe encourage people to distill down, like if there's someone that you kind of envy or have a little bit of jealousy with that you look at on social media, like try and get very clear on what it is that you want of theirs. Mm-hmm. And then maybe look at someone else and see what you want of theirs. And then you piecemeal it together and then you get like a good picture of like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to have the freedom to work and also be with my kids or I yeah. want to whatever.
0: I feel like with the, yes, I love that. Because actually I've been having, I've been kind of jealous lately of a few people in our industry who actually I'm really dear friends with who I love, not jealous, but I've been like, oh my God, they're mm-hmm. so in their truth and their power right now and I don't feel my truth and my power. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so like jealous of them because mm-hmm. they're so in it. But on the jealousy piece, I I, I wonder and I'm thinking about myself before I w- did self-work and understood that like that is a mirror for me and that's telling me about how I would love to be more in my power. But I feel like a lot of people have jealousy and they have the judgment. So it's like, Mm. and so I'm trying to figure out how we can peel them back from Mm. like understanding that that says something about them. Mm. Because a lot of times it's like, if you're jealous, you're like, well, she's like, she's fake or, you know, Mm -hmm. she's something. And it's like, it it is kind of, people aren't always getting to the self-realization part that like, if you're saying she's fake, that's not anything that's leading us to a further understanding of ourselves. Right. So I'm trying to defensive.
2: offensive. yeah. I feel like the universe prefers to catch our attention with negative feelings and with positive feelings yes. because they feel more jarring. And so when you feel jealousy, it's almost like, instead of then trying to get it into a shame thing of like, because you don't feel good enough compared to that person or whatever, it's almost like, firstly, how can you even prove that another human being is real? Other than they're just here to like be a part of your Game Boy to help you become? How do you know you're not the only person on this whole planet? How can I prove that you're Mm real? All I know is that you're here to make me feel something. So I almost think like being more selfish and saying, oh, hold on, there's a negative feeling here. Mm -hmm. That's the universe trying to catch my attention. It's here to help me. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like being more selfish in the right way, but I know what you mean. And like, we all do it what we think, like automatically we assume it makes us not good enough or that we don't measured up. And so it's obviously more comfortable to be like that person is just this and that. Mm-hmm. and da-da-da. But then I also think we have another option where when we don't feel good enough, we can reframe that and say, oh, it's not that I'm not good enough compared to this person. It's just showing me that I have like a super quick route to get there actually. Mm-hmm. Or this is just temporary and like to not take it so personal mm-hmm.
1: where we're at, where they're at. Like life is such a long game anyway. Like, mm-hmm. And even just the fact that someone is feeling that mm, means something. Like the fact that you can kind of feel that so much in your body and just kind of have that that reaction, I always feel like, oh, I can. That's a that's a tell for me that I could feel that way someday, and it's mm. almost like the seed that's planted where you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 and it just kind Ooh. of because I don't know how to get there, that's where the pain comes. Oh, that's nice. So I'm like, how do I get there? Yeah, you know, that's where like I think that's for me like where the jealousy comes in because I'm like, I I feel that I know I could be that, do that, live that. Mm. But how mm. you know and it's so funny that we rely on
2: our minds to solve that problem i know like
1: yeah, instead of
2: thinking how I've been trying something new recently where it's like if i feel some if i see something in someone that i like instead of thinking how am i going to get there i really try to like embody it like i really try to like mm. try it on for yes. size in terms of like how i feel like Love how would that. i feel if i had that thing that that person have how would i move like through mm-hmm. it and how would i like act how would i stand a bit taller. It's almost like it's a little bit of a fake it till you make it. Yes. But it's just like trying the energy on for size. Yes. I love that. For sure.
1: For sure.
2: And then it's much quicker. I feel like that's like a, that's like a shortcut mm-hmm. to like, but how, but how, how is yes. this going to da, 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 mm-hmm. da, And I can't do this. And I that's get That's like logical. a Joe Dispenza thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is
0: interesting too. Like, you know, if we think about when we're looking at other people's lives and we're like, oh, that's like amazing. It's like, maybe that's not God's plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of times it's like we're trying to force and figure out the plan for someone else's design. And it's like, maybe that's mm-hmm. not our plan at mm-hmm. all. Mm -hmm. you know? So true. So it's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm on a tip right now with social media because I just feel like it brings people so much further away from what they want than they think. Yeah, And it's like, we're just continually sitting in this like input brain mode. Mm -hmm. And we're very rarely like in our hearts or in our bodies and able to really digest the truth of what we are. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're so spiritually starved that we just don't, people deserve to like live a life with purpose and passion and like know something that they love but I feel like we've been so constantly distracted that it's hard to reach it
2: yeah isn't it so funny that we live in a time where we have so much available to us and we have we can ascend to power and to grace and to success so quickly and yet it's probably never been harder because of those reasons Mm -hmm. yes
1: and yeah so right It it becomes like a way to orient yourself, Mm -hmm. social media and and things online. So I was talking about this recently with someone, but when I do actually unplug and I go somewhere actually that's new to me, so Mm -hmm. say a solo trip or something like that, I'm able to disorient myself so Mm -hmm. that I'm not kind of falling into what Krista was saying kind of Like these distractions Mm -hmm. and just the way in which I identify, which is like, which is not true. But when I'm on my phone, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm on Instagram. Who's engaging? What Mm -hmm. does that mean about me? Should I post more? What's happening? And Mm -hmm. there's all this these points of orientation Mm -hmm. where, when I get rid of them, I'm then able to be like, okay, how do I feel? Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I. Or I get an idea, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because <laughs> yeah. it's not that input, you know. Yeah. It's, it's such a um, a barrage of like not you, yeah. all the time, yeah.
2: And it, I think it's as simple as our attention is our power, and we are just pissing it all away.
1: Big facts. That's the graphic quote. Yeah. Big facts. Sorry. <laughs> no, I
2: love it. No. Say it again real. louder. I
1: love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. The shaman who I learned human design from. He, I think in shamanism, it's like a big thing when you come of age, you do what's called the vision quest. You guys know what that is? Yeah. And I think about that all the time. It's like you just go into nature for four days with no food, no distractions, no phone, no nothing and just be for four days. And he's like, it is so hard. Like people really struggle with it and I get it. I'm because sure. Mm-hmm. I can't even sit sometimes for an hour without like automatically, no food? unconsciously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Strips away everything. Yeah, it's
0: funny too like like thinking about our actual reality and the way that we talk about the times. It's like, if we are people that could not spend four days, Mm. you know, without food and water, like, and how unwell we would be. Mm. It's like how luxurious we live. Mm. How luxurious that we live, that we're able to Mm -hmm. spend so much time on frivolous things. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm Because the people that can't spend time on frivolous things are like, Working, watching mm-hmm. kids, like, you know, doing all these things. It's like, mm. because we have so much, we've created this like time block where we are spending and involved in this. It's like, it's just such a privilege to be able to do that. And I don't like to use that word.
2: Yeah, it's so true. You know, my dad always says, I mean, when we were growing up, he was always like, you know, the people who are worried about putting on, putting food on the table, they don't have issues because they don't have time to think about their issues. And it's simplistic, but it's, there is truth in that where... I do think about that a lot of how much is, how much of our overthinking and overanalyzing or hiding or numbing or distracting is part of being privileged because you don't have other like more important things to be,
1: even
2: 100%. more basic things to right. be worrying about. Yeah. Which is a lot, you know, when we think about a lot of the
0: spiritual community, it's like when you get to that place where you're like, life is so good. Now I'm going to look at my trauma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to have the access and ability to like go to Mm -hmm. therapy. I'm going to have this like Mm -hmm. extra time to work on myself. You know, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful gift it is. And Mm -hmm. I think it can make you mad. And it's been making me a little mad. Like I can, I've had periods in my life where I'll get a little mad, where I'm a little too much into my personal growth work.
1: We just don't have the time. I think For that's the next sure. step. Like, I know. I just think it probably puts everything in that's perspective. True. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a 10-year period where we're not going to fucking do a lick on, yeah. our, on our own self-worth. Like, yeah. It's good enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but it's also like, I think this phrase, like doing the work is like, it's an interesting one because, and it's all semantics anyway. So it's just my interpretation of what that is. I almost wonder like, is there a difference between do the work and just allow the work to, like whenever something comes up, that's Mm -hmm. the time to address it rather than like, maybe constantly looking for something that's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Or constantly needing to almost... And I've been there my whole 20s, like almost have working on yourself be this refuge from your actual life Mm -hmm. and from moving your own life forward in different ways and creating joy and you know finding a job that you love and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff.
1: So it's a balance, right? Yes. And it's also validating to know that you're working on yourself or it's Mm -hmm. something that you can kind of, whether you say it out loud or you just feel it, you're like, I'm working on myself. Yeah. But it can become a loop of sorts where it's Mm -hmm. like, whether it's a regular therapy appointment every mm-hmm. week or whatever it is, it's like you're kind of on that that ride mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, what am I bringing this week?
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, it's like, are you working on yourself because you love yourself or because you mm-hmm. hate yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's both exist. Yeah. I've worked on myself because I hated myself. Same. I've worked
2: on myself because I love myself. Same. That's what's so hard about all of life. I know. You That's, know? That is, the, that is the thing. is like we assume that... X outcome is because of Y input. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's actually millions of inputs for the same thing. Like the three of us could do the same yeah. therapy appointment for exactly different reasons. And totally. it will be a good thing for us at some point in our lives and a bad thing for us at some point in our lives. But all of us are so insecure that we need these like blanket statements or we need like, this is always good. This is always bad. Yes. This is always right. This, is... And it's like, actually, you just need to tune into the intention behind it mm-hmm. or the fear or the lack or whatever's mm-hmm. like driving it. Totally. And you always
0: know. Yes, totally. That's what Kiki Robinson, our healer, was saying. She's like, you have to look into the heart of the witch for the intention. (laughs) mm. So I was asking because she's a witch. And so I was like asking, I'm like, so what about what people say about witches? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you have to tune into the heart of the witch to know their intention. (laughs) I so agree. It's so cute. I was like, oh, I know. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to talk about, people were asking too about the 2027
2: shift. What is that? So this is more human design. Yeah. So uh, essentially, the idea is that as humans, as a collective, we go through, I guess, cycles of different karmic lessons or different evolutions. And this cycle that we're in now was all about um, building structure and building, um, you know, uh, I guess like helpful boundaries and organizations and things that really would help us actually come together. Mm. So there are approximately 200 year cycles. And they kind of switch between being very strategic cycles, very consistent, very um, proactive cycles. And then the next one that follows that will usually be more passive, more receiving, more, you know, that kind of thing. And so neither is right or wrong. It just over time as humans, we get the balance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As like one, as one kind of being. Basically, obviously the intention of building structures would be to support us coming together. But obviously we've built many that have divided us and not help us come together and actually not serve the purpose, but the entire opposite. And so in 2027, when we're entering into a new era, which that era really depends... How that unfolds really depends on how we finish this one. So people are always asking like, what's the next one going to be about? It could go several different ways. But what we do know is that all the structures and organizations and groups and collectives and banks and brands and everything that we've built to uh, put above us and that actually have ended up separating us are going to come crumbling down. And so that's why in human design, they always said it's like the end is always an acceleration because it's like a, a pressure to finish, to get there, to, totally. to complete that karma as a as a human race.
0: And so is it called anything? Like are the cycles called
2: anything? Yeah, they're called... Um, well, they're called cycles. Okay. Yeah. You know, this one we're in was really... The whole lesson of it was to foster togetherness and to foster like family and unity and closeness and all those different types of things. So like how every human being, one of the things in your um, human design uh, chart is your incarnation cross we go through, each cycle has an incarnation cross too. And so this incarnation cross was the one that we're in now is called the cross of planning. And planning is about everyone coming together, people being so happy because they're like connecting and talking around a table mm. and therefore building things that would help support that. So anyone that is not in that consciousness, all that stuff is going to come, kind of kind of come, going to come crashing down. The one thing that we do know about the start of 2027, it's going to be so much more about the individual. And so it's it kind of follows that once you know how to come together and have the support and blah, 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 that's when you're free to be so individualized and so different mm-hmm. and so in your dehomogenization, basically, and so that's what the emphasis is going to be on twenty twenty seven. And there are also going to be um, different mutations in how our charts look. So certain things are going to drop off. Certain things are going to be emphasized based on you know the qualities that we're going to need more of to be more individualized, rather than think about us as like a tribe or a group or a whole.
1: Was wow. there an energy type that was like integral in the build that was the last two? Ha- Two hundred years, yeah. So projectors were actually—I don't want to say invented,
2: but the the first projector was at the beginning of this cycle, so 1781, when that was also the year that Saturn was discovered. And so Saturn, sorry, Uranus was discovered. Oh. Basically, the whole thing is is like projectors came to help people who were you know doing and building mm-hmm. and creating to do things in a slightly different way, to tweak, to change, to optimize, to whatever. And so, um, how did you know it was Uranus? I just I'm a, I'm a I'm a space girl. That's insane. <laughs> um, I was like, "Wow." When it came out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so projectors were created invented at the beginning of this cycle. And then in the new cycle, we have they're call they're calling them rave children. And rave That's children. That's hilarious. Yeah. Love it. Like I know. Raves. I know. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> I've heard of like rainbow indigo. This one's like a party one. (laughs) Yeah. So they'll be be built completely differently than us and have nothing to do genetically with our history. And then there's also the prediction that we're going to get two more energy centers. Right now we have nine (gasps) in human design. We have two more energy centers coming in the palms of our hands. Cool.
1: Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. So how are they not already there? Like the energy centers in our hands. Well,
2: they. I mean, it's like a chakra, right? Yeah. Oh. So okay.
1: if you speak and then to, we'll get
0: some above. We keep
2: getting some more above our heads. Still. Yeah. So if depending on who you speak to, different, um, like especially Indian doctors and healers, they already say we have like 108 chakras, or we have like actually each chakra has its own chakra within more of that chakras or whatever. So I think like the the point is maybe not to take it as literally as oh, they're literally appearing, but maybe like we're having more access to them or we're having more awareness to them or we're going to be more connected to them. And this is kind of the approach I encourage people to take with the whole of human design is not to be so like literal. You know what I mean? And not maybe to take it so dogmatically like, and also, if it rings true for you, great. But if it doesn't, don't like just cherry pick the stuff you like.
0: You know? I feel like it's always for you. It's like projectors. Like I've been waiting for the invitation. Like the invitation, waiting <laughs> oh, for the yeah. invitation thing. It trips everyone up. Really? <laughs> I feel like whenever I see your stuff, everyone's always like, "Should I wait for the invitation?"
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's interesting. So right now, because because we because I built my own software this year, I had the opportunity to change the terms a little bit so that they made a bit more sense to people. And I think the whole thing about waiting, like generators and manifesting generators waiting to respond as their strategy. Strategy is just the way that you make things happen in your life, the way that you bring success or bring opportunities, bring people, whatever. So the responding for generators and manifesting generators is wait to respond, right? For projectors, it's to wait for an invitation. um, uh, Reflectors, it's waiting a lunar cycle, right? And I think this whole thing about waiting is like we have... a very passive connotation with that word because it means that we are not the ones who can initiate or start things up or whatever, right? So, um, you know, I like to say I've really changed my the way that I talk about it instead of saying waiting for an invitation, create invitations, you know, or be invited. And simply what that means is that obviously everything from the outside, whether that is an invitation or whether that is something you're responding to, whether that is people you're informing, that's all you creating that anyway, right? So... If you're wanting to be invited as a projector, you have to be radiating. Like I always think of your aura as like your energetic billboard. It's advertising you at all times, right? So if you're saying, I have value to give. This is my stuff. I know my shit, blah, blah, blah. Then that's going to obviously bring people that are going to go, oh, well, what is it that you know? Can you tell me more about this? Or I want to know, I want to hear, I want help, I want whatever. And so it all starts with you, you mm-hmm. know? And I think this whole waiting thing is really like, yeah, yeah
1: the semantics of it is just not very empowering, unfortunately. Well, I think it's also like the only thing that people, if they come across human design, it's like something that does stick out. Mm-hmm. Is that like, should I wait for the invitation or should I not? Like it's yeah. that one like little fact. So that's why I think mm-hmm. it's such a common like, yeah. should I do
2: it? Yeah. But I get it too because yeah. especially when you don't know what it is you want people to invite you for, then yeah. you like, hold yeah, on, I, it's like a, I'm in a what do you call that thing where you're in like a cr- crossroads Ste- 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 yeah you know like cross uh, crossmate quagmire uh, quagmire yeah. or it's like what is it cr- crossroads uh, kind of the- <laughs> for five yeah. <laughs> Something, whatever that is you know make trouble <laughs> yeah so it's, it's like hard to get yourself get that momentum going in your own checkmate you stalemate. know what I mean yeah stalemate stalemate exactly. yes. we yeah go. we got it we I got also feel thing.
0: like you know I can relate to the question of waiting for the invitation but it's for like sure. if it's not it's like it's dogma then. If it's yeah. not you're not listening to your intuition and yeah asking your intuition if you should wait. Absolutely. Which I think is the point.
2: Yeah. And the most important thing is that you don't need to wait. You only need to wait for an invitation when it comes to sharing what it is that you see. So you don't need to wait for an invitation to eat a sliced pineapple. <laughs> you don't need to wait for an invitation to start a business to put yourself out there on social media to start sharing what it is you know. And that's actually what creates invitations because people go, oh, okay, this is what she's about. You're advertising yourself Mm -hmm. correctly again. So it's like people can then respond to that with saying, oh, tell me more. How do I know? How do I book? How do I buy? How do I whatever? So even if, for example, you're like a projector who's a photographer, like share that, like make sure that people Mm -hmm. know that that's
1: what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Love that. I had a question around Mm deconditioning. I know you spoke about it on on Instagram a little bit, but human design and nurture as we're like growing up with our parents and just how so much of those layers, I think, can possibly maybe dampen our true design. So I'd love to just talk about Mm -hmm. that. like How we can start to kind of peel those layers back and recognize where we haven't truly been living our design because Mm -hmm. of our conditioning. Mm -hmm.
2: So if you look at any chart... Um, No matter what software you're using or anything, you can always look at there's things that are colored in and there are things that are white. And the white areas are the places where we're supposed to be very like open to taking in the world, right? So we could be psychic, we could be empathic, we could be feeling other people's fears, we could be riding off of other people's pressures and inspirations. Like those things can all be good and they're meant to be good. But the places where we're white are also obviously the places where I think about it when you're a kid and you feel whiteness inside you. And that person looks like they're a bit colorful in that area. That's when you start to think, oh, I'm missing out on something or I'm... Mm. There's something that I don't have that I should have. And so the white area is always going to be the clue to where you've taken on conditioning because that's where you're a sponge to the outside world. I love that word sponge. And actually, a girl from my team said it to me just two days ago. And I was like, that's so Mm -hmm. much better than saying empath or saying whatever because... Empath, again, is a word that people don't really know. Different people have different mm-hmm. definitions of it. Right. So if you're a sponge to people's thoughts or if you're a sponge to people's fears or a sponge to whatever. And so looking at the centers in your chart where you're white is a really good place to start of where you've maybe... And then understanding what those centers mean. What they correspond to is a really good place to start of like where you absorb conditioning. But not to complicate things, but to add another layer to it is that we're constantly reconditioning each other all the time. So there is this layer of like, of course, look back into your past and this and that. But I'm starting to think like the more important work is looking into where you're still melding yourself to others. Mm. And I'm, I'm only saying this because I'm so guilty of it myself. Where, you're, where you meld to other people so easily... Is the fact that whenever mm-hmm. we're in other people's auras, we're constantly feeling like you have this, I need to be more like that. This little assumptions that mm-hmm. we can't even hear ourselves thinking, but oh, I need to be more like this, or I need to be more like that, or so that this person can like me, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, the, it just never ends. The the layers that we add on to ourselves, but well, we can definitely be a better shield by awareness. That's mm-hmm. the that's the kind of unglamorous, unsexy, but mm-hmm. key to everything. I'm I really I'm starting to think is like just noting at all. Totally. Yes. For then, I guess then on the
0: opposite, so if those those open centers are places you could be impressionable, mm-hmm. if you had a very filled in chart, would mm-hmm. you, is your design basically... Less prone. Really? Yep. And, and what is, I guess that sounds amazing. So what's the benefit?
2: Like, wouldn't you want that then? Because you'd be living your design naturally. So it's interesting because um, sometimes, let's say you have, you have nine centers, right? If you have eight of those centers filled in and one of them white, sometimes that's the universe putting blinkers on you and saying you just need to concentrate on deconditioning around your sacral center, which is about productivity and creativity and all those different things. Whereas everything else, you kind of have a buffer because you have your own stuff going on. It looks different ways for different people. So what it could also look like though is that that person, maybe in many lives before, I believe in reincarnation, many lives before that person was... Too much going into other people's energy, too much of being, you know, a bit, um, codependent or whatever it is. And this life, they actually need that buffer because they need to concentrate more on themselves. Right. Or for example, they don't need to tune into people because actually, you know, for whatever it is they're here to accomplish, it's a better thing. So yes, you'd want it, but then also you could have, you could be given that design. If you struggle with maybe learning to be compassionate. And therefore, the universe is giving you your open solar plexus, which is about the emotions, just to focus on being open in those areas so that you're not open anywhere else, right? It's like, focus on this one thing where you Mm. need to learn how to put yourself in other people's shoes or something like that.
1: Totally. So it depends on the job. Love that. Past lifetimes. Are you... Is there any correlation to human design at all? Like, do they talk about (sighs) past lifetimes in human design? Uh. Well...
2: So human design is based on a lot of other schools of thought and it's like a melding of them right. all. And one of them is is Kabbalah. And in Kabbalah, they really believe in reincarnation. And I've done a lot of Kabbalah. In my, I did a lot of Kabbalah in my 20s. Um, so is that why led you to human design? It's kind of what opened me up from being the like t- totally scientific skeptic, whatever. Um, went to my first... I met a Kabbalistic astrologer for the first time when I was 23 and that totally changed my life. Um, And I basically went to Kabbalah once a week, if not twice a week for the best part of 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what are the... Sorry, I want to go back to the question. What are
0: the principles of Kabbalah?
2: Oh my God, there's so many. There's so many. It's just... It's the most amazing, beyond mystical school of thinking that just has an answer for everything. And it's all about... Well, the main things are to live a happy life, you have to get rid of... The desire to receive for the self alone and change it into the desire to receive for the sake of sharing. Mm. Then it's based on the idea that we're all a vessel and that we have to just grow a vessel all the time so that we can mm. hold more, right? Mm. And that's like the whole thing about desire is it's actually a good thing because um that what that's what allows you to, share. you know, share mm-hmm. and be more like the light is what they call it. Like you want to be like the light in all the different qualities that God, the universe, divine whatever you want to call it has so that's like what they say our whole mission on this planet is to be then they have this concept I'm like whizzing through this but they have this concept called takun, which is your karmic correction that you have to make in this lifetime so what is it that you have to overcome based on what you used to do what you've done before in your previous life what is it that you have to achieve Then they have... It's all about like as well non-reaction and um, they have this thing called the proactive formula, which is how you handle any type of situation that triggers you or that upsets you or whatever. It's actually really clever because you replace that person with the light. So it's like, Krista said this that made me feel that is I replace that with the light. Said this that made me feel that because that's what's happening is God is working through you to make me feel something. Mm. So when I take you out of the equation, it's just my relationship with the light.
1: Wow. These are just
2: like the basic things that they teach you, but it's it's so deep and nuanced. I'm and incredible. In. <laughs> you guys should have. There's a couple of amazing people you could definitely have them on your podcast because they would explain it in so much of a better way. Fascinating. But it's like so many tools for defeating ego and how to kill. It's all about killing your ego and and that type of stuff too. Yeah, wow. it's amazing. So I'm a believer for sure in reincarnation. From a human design perspective, I believe that you can um, see the traits that you've always had as a soul and see the ones that you've chosen for this lifetime. And obviously there's a difference because if you can tune into the ones that you've always been, that's like the eternal nature of your like soul essence. Mm. And then there's a couple of things that you pick up in this time. So you're kind of like, oh, I really need to be gregarious this lifetime because it's going to help me with achieving actually the fact that I used to shrink for people mm-hmm. in my previous life or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think your past lifetime karma to balance this one is?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, so I've done... <laughs> they do this in Kabbalah a lot. So I've done about four or five past lifetime regressions. And it's kind of crazy because... You would think, or I used to think before I started one, that I would, oh, I would just see this thing, this other life that I would make up or whatever. And then how do I even know that that's real? But when I did it with my teacher, she saw what I saw. So there's no way that I made that up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's when you start to think maybe there's like a little bit of validity to this. Wow. But what do I think my karmic thing in this lifetime? I've been told that... Like warmth and relationships and getting Mm. over abandonment. I know that that's like a big thing for me. So I find it very easy to pull away when things get difficult and just to be like, I don't need you. That's fine. I'm fine by myself and almost lean away from things as like a false sense of security. Totally. Rather than to like lean in as much as the word vulnerable again, like what is it? Totally. We all think it means different things, but to really just be completely honest and share and be like from the heart. Mm. I find it so easy to be in the head. So I know that that's like a major one for me. And then a second one, I mean, that's probably, you know, I could think of 25. But a second one is really about probably truly connecting to people. Rather than just connecting on like a mind level,
1: mm. because
2: I think it's very easy for me to like sex with a lot and... of people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks, Krista. Sex <laughs> <with> everyone. <laughs> like more than the mind. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> like, sure. yeah, you love... put
2: it that way. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get that from like a heart to heart soul level. Like really, yeah. that vulnerability as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Really, truly, like you know not. I guess my mind comes up with reasons why it's safer to distance myself from people rather than actually to say, oh no, they're just human. Like not to take it so seriously. Totally. Like, okay, that person's hurting you. That person's this for you though. Know. Okay, just go, go for them anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go towards them, run towards them. It's yes. fine. You know, like people don't have all this power over you that you believe that they have. Yes. And so I think I really had that kind of like powerlessness thing that I'm only yeah. just starting to kind of like Get over it. Just like they're just humans, and they love me, and they're wonderful. You yes, know,
1: yes. The mind is powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will create those those truths. I'm curious, like during this time with 2020 being what it was, and going into 2021, would love to just touch on each energy type and just kind of like rounding out the year, mm-hmm. like acknowledging like how they how they might have experienced this as that energy type, and then what they can bring as far as their Uh, living their type into the the new year. Mm -hmm. That's a really... That's such a good... I've never even thought about that. On the spot. Here we go. so cool.
2: So the first thing I would say is that with generators, I always start with generators because I... And Ra Uruhu, the man who started, who founded human design, always said, if we can heal generators, then they'll heal the world. Wow. And so I really feel there's a strong emphasis on generators because... They really have this conditioning of it's either my happiness or it's other people's happiness. And oh,
1: that's the truest. Really? I just, I have a few generators in my life and that's like exactly who they are. Mm, They just love to make people happy. They love to give other, they love to give to other people, which is what
2: they're here to do. Got it. But not in such a direct way, not where they're like literally going out of their way to compromise, but instead, but that trust, if they're doing something that they love by, you know, almost default, it's going to happen. So with generators, I would say, and I like now I'm bored of saying it because I it's like become a thing. I'm like, just do what lights you up. It's not that simple. But You know, like mm-hmm. we was come back full circle to the beginning of the conversation. It's not that simple. But I guess just understanding that you can, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Like you can just yes. find those little moments of joy that you can string together and to really set up your day that way where... A little bit of joy then creates more joy and it's like a bit of a momentum. So even if you're just giving an hour to your passion, don't think, oh, well, an hour is not going to lead me anywhere. It's not going to whatever. It just always going to feed into the next Mm. thing. And I think it's really difficult for generators because they feel this responsibility to create that good energy and to lift other people up where it's like, actually, if you stop thinking about making other people happy and do what makes you happy, again, only by trying it, you're going to see that this works. But it really does work and it's kind of magical. So that's number, that would be generators. Is I would just say like, look through your Instagram, look through your real life, look through the magazines, look through whatever. Again, it's about that responding. So you're not going to come up with what makes you happy necessarily on your own. But life will show you like life is a little buffet saying, do you like this? Do you like that? What about this? What Mm. about that? And so it's your job to respond by saying, oh yeah, I do like that. Maybe note that one down. So I think that's probably a good exercise for generators to do, especially if they feel like they're depleted because that's a sign that they're not doing enough of what makes them happy. Um, The second thing I would say is manifestors. We're moving into a really interesting time where manifestors of of your, I want to say, old time manifestors <laughs> were people that took over countries and led wars and were kings and queens and all that type of thing. And manifestors of today, they don't want to do any of that. They just want to be left in peace. And so I think they feel this big responsibility to like lead, but they also, there's this conflict between also just leave me the F alone. Mm -hmm. And I actually feel like a lot of manifestors benefited from quarantine in that way because they had that self-imposed pressure taken off themselves a little bit. So with manifestors, I would say like, take the pressure off yourself to come up with this like grand thing that you're going to end up doing and just go off and do it because people will follow you. Don't worry about bringing people with you. Just go off and do it and go down your rabbit hole. Like think of JK Rowling. She just went off and wrote Harry Potter and then people want to get on board and get get into that world with her. You know, or Gloria Steinem, like just go off and do it. Peter Kelly. You know what I mean? Peter, oh, she's just, I mean, (laughs) the ultimate hero. hero. (laughs) And I want to be on her train. Everything she posts, I'm like, yes, yes. yes. Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. Love yes. it, love it. I want mm-hmm. to go wherever you're going to take me. Yes. Take me there. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so inspiring. And then projectors, it's going to be a little... Yeah, I think it's interesting because a projector is not self. So every type has a not self. And that your not self in human design is the sign that happens to you when you're not living your design. Mm. And so... Projector's sign is bitterness, which means like, oh, well, screw them, or they had it better than me, or they're doing this wrong. And I think it can lead you into this constant fault finding cycle. And so I think the most liberating thing you can do as a projector, especially now that the world feels so triggering, and it's going to actually probably enable your not self so much more, mm. where it's like, oh, yeah, here's all these reasons to be bitter. Here's all these reasons mm. to be judgmental. And you kind of get like, an adrenaline hit, and you temporarily feel better about yourself because it affirms that you're smart, that you know things, maybe that you're better than someone, that you've got it more figured out than someone. I would literally say like, if you're looking for one quote-unquote resolution for 2021, just like try and cut your not self off at the freaking knees and just be strict with yourself. Just be like your nanny and say, when you notice it come up or you want that tendency to come up, just say, no, Jenna, we're not doing this today. You can stop mm. that. Don't have to follow that one mm. down the rabbit hole. And then reflectors. <laughs> What's Tommy? I just feel for Tommy's somewhere. a projector. Is he? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Tommy boy. the projector. That's awesome. Do you identify Sac- with that? Sacral authority. Yeah. yeah. Sacral? Mm-hmm. What does sacral mean? Or splenic. Yeah. You might be splenic authority. If you're a projector. Oh, you might be a splenic authority. I made it up. Maybe. He's an artiste. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I love that. Talents. I love it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you're outnumbered. I'm um, yeah. by a quite a, <laughs> yeah. three
0: to one majority.
2: Um, and reflectors, it, it's so interesting. I think there is also a pressure on reflectors nowadays, especially nowadays, um, because of the social media. That and what you were saying earlier, that we kind of like measure where we're at. It's like all relative to what other people, what other people are doing and stuff. And because for a reflector, their biggest journey is about embracing being all of it. I would almost not judge yourself for like I don't want to say copying people but like it's kind of okay that you want to like be like loads of different people it's it's not like a disempowering thing for a reflector it's not like a copying thing it's not do you know what I mean if you see a vibe Mm. that you're into it's absolutely fine to just go and be that for a bit. You know Mm. what I mean? Because they are such blank slates and it's actually healthy for you for your karma because your karma is this temptation to label, to stay in one Mm. thing, to stay stuck, to say I'm this, to say I'm that. So anywhere where you're putting a restriction on who you can be, it's actually quite good medicine to just like have a couple of different costumes that you can like maybe go into and try on. It actually helps you break the pattern. Whereas it's interesting, right? For maybe someone else trying to be like other people, trying to, you know, that it would just come with a different intention or whatever. Whereas for a reflector to use that as a little bit of a like rigidity breaking exercise can sometimes be a good thing.
1: As our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer, baby. Use code ALMOST30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code ALMOST30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. Okay. Small daily actions (sighs) they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger, or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation, or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for... A few years now, I've been taking Seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, Oh, I recommend seed. shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics in the microbiome. They are the best in the space. And um, So I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost.
2: Is that a typo or what is, what was that? So rave children are going to be born in the new cycle okay. and they're going to be completely genetically different to how we've been built. So we can't turn into rave people. <laughs> it's like a cat. So it's a new energy? It's a new design? A new, well, we wow. all, they're gonna be, there will be loads of other new designs, but there will also be completely... DNA wise, like wow. set up structurally completely different to us. So I think about, was it you that were we talking about the Yogi Bhajan quote the other day of the prediction that in the Aquarian age, a third will wake up and a third will go mad and a third yes. will die or something like that? Like yes. I often think about, yes. from a human design perspective. And, and I from take a lot that of, literally, from
0: a lot of other mm-hmm. historical perspectives too are kind of coming to that nexus that human design is
2: also, yeah, at, exactly. Of that same. To be honest, it's all these things that have any wisdom to share. They're all... It's all coming from the same place. They're all saying the same thing. So I usually say like, tune into the person rather than the school thought. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. There's so many human design literatures, for example, that people feel limited by, you know? And it's technically still human design, but it's a different person's energy that you're plugging into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so many people have had readings with like astrologers and they'll say, oh my God, my astrologer said the exact same thing that you said. And it's like, well... That's not because of the human design or the. You know what I mean? It's yes. Just because there are different ways that we have of accessing truth. And I think of one day, hopefully, we won't need these different tools because we'll just be so tapped into our own intuition. I don't think that human design is the be all and end all by any stretch of the imagination. It's just like training wheels, mm-hmm. getting us to a certain place where we can be like, oh yeah, I remember what I was like as a kid and I never lost it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little utopian, but who knows? Um, but so the rave children to go back sorry I'm so tangential to go back to the rave children um, it's when I think about it with that Yogi Bhajan quote is I just think that they will be people that are just so maybe because of all the work that we're doing on shedding and unbecoming, we will have earned for humanity a new like up-leveled yeah. type of thing that will bring us a contribute. you know like they'll yes. also pay mm-hmm. us back a little bit for the work yes. that we're doing of like on doing all this generational crap and yes. all these lack beliefs and mentalities and ways of operating to bring them in so it's like we have a reciprocal uh relationship with them where we're bringing them in but then they're going to help us wow i don't know I'm gonna have a rave child.
1: I I gotta wait. I know, with those furry boots.
2: I know. yeah, literally <laughs> dressed for uh, what's it called? Dressed for rave ultra at the place that uh, everyone goes. Burning man, burning man. Yeah, oh dressed for,
0: yeah, literally. <laughs> She's got like little X tape over her nipples.
2: <laughs>
0: Speaking of like children in like garb, yesterday I found out this is very random. At the end of our show, Fashion Nova has a kids line, and it's disgusting. It's called Nova Kids. I know what I'm Googling after it's this. Discuss- Who's that it? is so Fashion Nova? Weird. Fashion Nova is like a brand. It's just it's a, it's I'm a brand. I'm so glad you don't know what Fashion Nova is. That they, makes me happy. It's a brand. And they have a kids line and it's <laughs> oh. it's a pedophile's dream. It's so gross. <gasps> it's like tube tops that are like sheer. <gasps> no. I swear.
2: Huh? I can't. I
0: was like on it was on real last night. Oh. It man. was on oh. Um <laughs> what is your biggest learning from this year from
2: 2020? My biggest learning is learning to be warmer genuinely learning to be warmer to people and I think you're so you're, warm no but you say that with a frown cuz i've it's easy for me to be warm i guess it's with people that i'm really really intimate with it's very difficult for me to be warm with those people because i can easily be i can ice queen in and out oh i feel mm. that totally 100% yeah mm-hmm. so learning to not ice queen To to defrost, as my other half likes to say. Um, (laughs) That's been a huge one. And the reason why it it really, like, I've been been working on it since I met him four years ago. But this year, because we had to be around each other 24-7, I think, like, that level of intimacy just takes, like, all your crap up to the surface. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I think it was so hard for us because there was no place. Like my one of my best friends said like, I can't just go to the hair salon when I'm mad at, like my kid or mm-hmm. you know, you can't just, the guy can't just, you know, he can't just go off to the, whatever, like, and it's that. So you get to see you're ugly and you're like, Whoa, mm-hmm. I freeze people out and yet the thing I want the most is intimacy. And it's totally. like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, totally. how hypocritical of me. <laughs> I, I very
1: much relate to that. What do
2: you say? What do you think your guys' one is? If you haven't said it already on the vlog, I think that's
0: a good one. I very mm-hmm. much relate to like ice queen vibes.
2: <laughs> Maybe um, that's why we <laughs> think each other is warm. <laughs> <not>, yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Literally than me. <laughs> no,
0: honestly. I would never like, think ice feels good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think that the I'm very 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 warm to everyone, but I can get with people that are intimate more icy than like I, like there. I have this girl that I grew up with, and she's married to her husband, and the way that she speaks about her husband always blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's so crazy like she'll just like he lost his job as an example and she's like yeah I mean we are gonna make it through anything and I love him and I support him so you know we got this like whatever he needs is just blah blah blah." I'm like I would never say that like it's just not it's not like I wouldn't think it but I would never say that that's amazing so it's just I always like gives me pause I'm like why don't I ever think that sort of sweetly Mm. you know in Mm -hmm. an intimate relationship sometimes same
2: but maybe it's because of our voice. Like, I think it's obviously because of being hard on yourself. So you're very hard on the person. Yeah, that's, that's right so on facts. Yeah, that's big that's, facts. No, that's so that's true. biggest facts.
0: Um, I would say, I think that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's something. But what, what would I say? I think this year has been speaking my truth. And mm. you know, that's so annoying and overused. But really, it's like feeling like I can safely say what I feel. And not being attached to the outcome
2: of what it is. Mm. And so I'm really in process with that. I think it really shows though. Like you can tell that you're so fine with what you feel. Which is what speaking your truth is. It's like Mm -hmm. being fine with what your genuine reaction is Mm -hmm. to things, right? Like Mm -hmm. even your Instagram post from today... I'm just like, oh, you're just laying down. You're just explaining it. You're yes. just laying it down as is. Yes, not needing to. Sometimes speaking your truth becomes this like motherhood is hard, and it has to be this like Yo. big giant like yeah. dramatic expression, which yes. is also true. But I love what people like you do, where it's like the middle. Like sometimes yes. I feel pressure to do this, and it's not as glamorous or not yes. as mm-hmm, earth shattering.
0: But yes, yeah. and I'm not someone that like over like, can fake anything. I cannot mm-hmm. fake anything. So, it, it wouldn't be in my character to fake it so people believe it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I
0: mean? I could mm-hmm. never be, like, over-speaking a truth so that people think I'm speaking my truth mm-hmm. so that then I'm convincing myself I'm speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. I always, like... Yeah, I just could never... Yeah. Could never
1: do that. Wow, you're, like, inside my head right now. <laughs> well, the to your point of, like that rah-rah like going out there and speaking your truth, I think it like walks the line of like... I like
0: saying rah-rah. rah, rah.
1: <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs> It walks the line of like just wanting attention sure. over wanting to make personal impact or, you yes. know, it, like there's just this line where it's yes. like... And it gets lost. Mm-hmm. You know, you either have people with that or you absolutely don't. You yeah. know, it's, de- it's definitely... I think you can tell
0: right away when yeah. it's not for that the energy. Yeah. 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 You're like, oh, yeah. why are you yelling at me? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or just why? making me feel bad about how... Yes.
0: You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And why does speaking your truth involve shaming other people? Mm. Mm.
2: And again, it's like we could all three of us say the same exact truth. Mm-hmm. But... You could tell. You can tell what's behind it. Yes, And that's what we have to start doing more of instead of taking everything at face value. Yes. Definitely.
0: I think people are actually very good at it. Same. You know, I think people are very good energy readers. Like it's actually very powerful Mm. to see what people, see people resonate with and what Mm. people don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a, especially digitally,
2: that's very hard. Yeah. But I think everyone, you know, like this whole thing of like, I'm a psychic or I'm an empath or I can feel energies or I can mm-hmm. read people or I'm intuitive. It's like, I think everyone is, but some people do it without even knowing that that's what they're doing. And even if you're not consciously doing it, you feel, I don't know, like maybe more attracted to that person when they're really in their vibe or what, you know, when there's something that they do that feels off. You're like, ah, I don't mm-hmm. like it so much when they do this or whatever. So we know, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we, know. we know we're built for alignment. It's yes. our language. Like, yes.
1: We know it. We're What's proud. yours? Mine, I'm the sponge. So I have been really working on like when that happens because I know it's just kind of a part of uh, mm. your chart over there. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I know that's a part of me, but it definitely funny, you're touching where, yeah. where your concentrated sponge It is. definitely does not serve me mm. all the time. So I'm like kind of. I I forget how I feel in many moments Mm. where I'm picking up on what other people are feeling, thinking, and it just, yeah, it makes me forget. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just working on that. Yeah.
2: Big time. Staying in your center. It's like in your center. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And usually it's just like, how can I come back to my body? Mm. You know, because I feel like I just, I leave a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, okay, so either doing something physical or even just like jumping up and down or Mm. just like remembering like, hi, you are here. (laughs) Yeah. You can like ask me. Yeah. Like you can kind of go here to ask how you feel and what you want. Yeah. Um, Rather than always feeling like my energy is like little tentacles like out there. So I have to like really work on pulling it back in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. You know this year also I would say was the year that I learned how to have a deep breath. It sounds Ooh. like a weird thing to say, but like actually breathe. And I don't just mean it's funny. Like all the breath breathwork stuff is like take a deep breath, and you hear people like we like yeah, yes. like this almost. And I learned that actually that isn't what a deep breath feels to me. Like a deep breath is when you see a baby like literally like puffing in and out, <laughs> the almost belly. out of their control. No, yes. Mm-hmm. And I learned like oh, I had one of those this year, and I remember being like oh, that's restorative. Yes. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's beautiful. We hold our breaths all day long. All day long. <laughs> we
0: breathe in. You know, you like always breathe in yeah. instead of breathing out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And like when I learned how to like just breathe naturally, not consciously, you know when people say like, take a deep breath in. I can't, like that's not, that's mm-hmm. still trying to effort the breathing. Yeah. Yes. Whereas like if I just like actually let my body breathe me, then there's like a difference. I'm like, oh, that feels so good. Wow. But it just makes you think like, are we really do, like at most mm-hmm. of my... I'm not breathing same so weird, a sure. 100% but this year I think yeah so many different lessons yeah yeah what's next for you next year so um, I'm working on something that will allow a lot more people to have access to human design information a lot less expensively a lot more easily a lot more in depth it's really really exciting so that is coming up hopefully January. And then I don't know, because after that, that's like just the biggest work of my life. I feel like that's like the zenith of whatever I've put out into the world. And so after that, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what comes after that. Like- Take a vacation. Yeah, truly. <laughs> truly. Um, you don't need a hundred things. You know, it's yeah. like good to have one. Thing. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. It's exciting. So let's see. Let's see what happens. And I also think like, you know, I'm also not under any, it will need maintenance, it will need constant yes. feeding. So mm-hmm. it's also just like trying to be mature enough not to be like, okay, then I'll be on to the next thing. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I'm so excited yeah. for you. Thank you. Me so I'm so excited. Thanks, thanks for you. this. Yeah, this was for so this. fun. Oh, thank I love you for watching our episodes with you. Yeah. So crazy. The last one was what, two years? Two, two years, years ago and then maybe three years, years ago? Yeah. 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 Wow. So funny.
0: We
1: love you. Thank you love for coming too. All
0: right, all right guys. guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> bye. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much, Jenna. Huh.
0: That was so much fun. Thank you so much. So, so Again, you can listen fun. to our other episodes by searching Almost 30, Jenna Zoe. And then we have our workshop in our shop. And then you can also find more about what Jenna Zoe is all about on her website, myhumandesign.com.
1: Courses and so much more. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you so much. We'd love to give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode. As you know, we only share products and brands that we love and use ourselves. So thank you so much for trusting us. Article, our go to furniture issue, Paleo Valley and FX chocolate. You can go to our website, almost30.com, or in our show notes here to get the discount codes. So you can start shopping for the holidays. Yeah, I got to start shopping for the holidays. Love you. Thank you so much. Most codes are almost 30.
0: So you can just try those out. And then we also have more of our partners on our almost30.com website. You can go to the partners page, find tons of promo codes with amazing, conscious, powerful,
1: ethical, amazing brands. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. We'll see you on the next one.
0: See you soon. Bye.